Hey, welcome to the Nomer Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Justin, with my co-host, Russ Mangson, and we have our guest today, who is Chris Acevedo. He is a DP and photographer based out of Boston. Uh, Chris, welcome to HQ, bro. Honestly, thanks welcome, for man. having me. Good to have you. This is awesome, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. We've just pr- pretty much perfected our podcast setup over the last few days, so it's good to actually get in here and start using it for ourselves instead of just clients. Yep, nice. so Sounds excited. Good. Good. Seems to look great. we got some monitors here we're looking at, and it's exciting. Namrim Podcast Studio. Let's go. It's come a long Let's way. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's come a long way because I was just talking to you, looking at the pictures on the Google, uh, on the Google My Business. It's it's oh, all from old. When we just, first got here. Yeah, yeah. So we're just updating it now, and it's like it it's looks a lot area. different. This is a blank slate, just old building. Like yep. I mean, yeah, we yeah. put some work into it, but now it's looking real nice. I love the backdrop. Yeah, it looks. I'm great. loving it. Yeah, it's clean, dude. Yeah, it's, it's clean. very clean. Nice, dude. Um, nice. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming out, man. Definitely. It's appreciate great to meet you. Uh, you know, any friend of Justin's a friend of ours. So appreciate you coming out. And thank you. Thank you. I'm to learn more about what you do. Excited. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So I think last time we actually saw each other, we were doing a wedding. What, like six or eight months ago or um, something? Like yeah. That. It feels like a year ago now, which yeah. is crazy. But yeah, it's been some time. Yeah. And so I think around that time you were actually taking the dive into full-time freelance. Is that right? Yeah. Because I've been freelancing part-time for the last like four years and then you know i just bit the bullet and decided to go full-time freelance around september yeah yeah so how's that been for you what has it been like it's been a pretty smooth transition to be quite honest it used to be like before i used to be just scared i'm like what if i don't get clients and i think eventually all the part-time work that i did basically helped me plant seeds for the future which is now allowing me to fully freelance on my own absolutely absolutely yeah, so the you, man. big jump that's that's great. that is a big jump yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So the majority of the work that you do is based in music videos and commercial videography work. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I work a lot with a lot of businesses in Boston, uh, restaurants, breweries at times. Um, but then when I get to, you know, to film like a music video, I like to really be creative with it. Um, I'm not the best videographer in Boston at all, but I am very good at communicating with business owners to try to, you know, film at a certain location. Like last year, for uh, the artists I've been working with, Skip, I filmed at a private airport and that was just an idea I had. I'm like, there's no way it's going to happen. And that was a month planning and it actually turned out pretty cool to be there. And that was probably one of my favorite shoots I've ever been to. But last night, literally, I filmed at a bowling alley called South South Boston Candlepin. And that was kind of a last minute decision because I had two other options, but there was a lot of, um, I guess, not issues, but just things happen that it just didn't end up working out but uh for this music video in particular it's like a strictly 1980s vibe so the first half is at a 1950s diner the second half is at this bowling alley and it was just a fun creative process to like plan it and then film it and shoot it and execute it so i can't even i'm excited to edit it nice so would you say that you like doing those more creative shoots better than say like a you know like a corporate professional type shoot sometimes yeah only because like I don't know, maybe to be more uh, creative. Yeah, more creative, yeah. like, you know, with certain types of content, yeah. like restaurant stuff. Like, I think we can all agree that, like, there's certain clients that just allow for more creativity, whether yeah. it's like business clients that are just more flexible and more fun or like music videos versus doing corporate work. The exactly. music videos are naturally going to be more fun. <laughs> you know, true. yeah, I've been on. I don't do music videos personally. We don't really do that at Namra, but like to all of our friends do, you know what I mean? All of our shooter friends yeah. do. And I've been on sets at music videos and man, is it like the coolest? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And 
that's that's like one of the best parts too and how what has your experience been as far as like when you started out were you always doing music videos uh or is that something that you just kind of picked up at like tell me about that it's funny so when i first started i think i was basically trying to learn the basics of you know using a camera the first camera i ever used was a canon eos m3 and then sometime after that i got a lumix g7 and throughout that time like i was you know i was learning how to how to plan a music video. I was learning how to, basically all I did was music videos. And, you know, sometimes clients don't always pay the right, you know, amount. So I kind of took a break for a couple of years. You know, I was working and then I got a job at a, at a college, was doing marketing. Sometimes felt dissatisfied. I was like, I'm just like, I feel stuck almost. So then like throughout the pandemic, you know what changed? The pandemic. I know everyone is talking about it. I hate talking about it, but that time I wasn't really working because I used to work in the hotel industry. But what changed was like, I really want to work with businesses. I didn't know how to. And then a year and a half later, like so much has changed. Like right now, like shout out to crazy good kitchen. One of the, one of my clients, I have two posters outside of Newberry street, which is a hot spot in the city. And I would have never thought that's going to, that was going to happen. You know? Absolutely. So you weren't even thinking like a few years ago when you started shooting music videos, the pandemic hits, you weren't even thinking about starting your, like doing your own thing yet. It was like when the pandemic happened, you were thinking, how do I work with businesses? Yeah, it just hit cool. me. Um, and then you were like, oh, I, ha- I have this skill. I think I just have so much love and, you know, I just have so much enjoyment of like creating content. Love it. Yeah. I feel like that some similar situation happened to me too. I did mostly weddings and did legal depositions throughout college. Yeah. And then pandemic hit and then the Supreme Court closed and nobody was doing weddings, obviously, because yeah. COVID. And then I was left with like hardly any clients who were trying to do work because they couldn't. And then yeah. so that same thing with me. I had to really focus on well, you, finding something yeah, that niche. wouldn't ever close, right? And especially yeah. during that time and commercial work was was great for that. Yeah. And then here we all are, right? Like, and then I met these guys and we all linked up and, you know, we've been doing work partnering together for now for about a year. Yeah, probably a little over a year. Yeah, about, about March yeah. is when we, when we all met last year, so. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Time flies. We talk a lot about how the pandemic shifted everything for us. And like, cause we've been in business, like just so you know what we do too. It's like full social media management for businesses. So we do all their posting, graphic design. Like we fully manage Facebook, Instagram, Google, you name you it for, for businesses the whole, yeah. and the whole strategy around it, content, Branding. everything, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. um, where was I going with it? Oh, the pandemic. We talk a lot about how in the <clears> beginning, we're offering those services and we were trying to convince people a lot more four or five years ago, like, Hey, you need to be creating content on a consistent basis. The higher quality, the better. Yep. And it was, people weren't ready to accept that as marketing yet. Like you need to invest in video production. It's a real thing. It's probably the most important thing. I agree. And it wasn't until a year and a half, two years ago, the pandemic hit, everything went virtual. It was the shift that was already taking place in the world and a lot of people started to see it like we did, but it wasn't until the pandemic hit that people were like, oh man, like everything's The rest of the virtual. world realized, yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah. And this then it is was important. Like, boom. <laughs> so I think, you know, it's great to see that you guys like have hopped on the same wave and it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's scary, but also exciting, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. I mean, you give up a sense of like security almost, right? Because you don't really know, like you're not working a nine to five salary. You don't have a paycheck coming in every month, but true. you, you don't have a limit on what you make exactly. and you, you have a lot more free time. You know, you have a surplus of free time and all these other options. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, you give up that little bit of security in the end, but it pays off in dividends in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. 
So, I mean, to lead into that too, I'm curious how you both felt starting off because, you know, I know a little bit about, we talk about this a lot, right? But as far as you, you know, like, did you guys experience imposter syndrome when you first started? You know, obviously what imposter syndrome is for people who don't know is like when you start in something, right? And you take that dive in and you have all these other people around you who have been doing it for forever, it seems, and who are doing it much better than you. And they're calling themselves the same thing that you're calling yourself. And it's like, you feel like there's a little disconnect because you haven't been doing it as long, but you might be doing it better than that person, right? So how do you guys specifically kind of deal with that and move forward and keep creating? I think like, it used to bother me a lot more when I was like kind of starting off even like, like when I first started, obviously I feel like everyone has that one person they look up to. That's like a videographer or director. And I'm like, Oh man, like I want to be make you know, making content like that years go by. And like, you still don't feel like you're in that same position. But then when you look back at your journey, you're like, wow, like I have done a lot. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to your point, like in the very beginning, like, talking day one like first sales call we ever made for namra that was like when i was still in school and it was definitely nerve-wracking because like you said everybody's calling themselves an expert so it's like i am going out there saying i'm a social media expert here's what we can do for your business and we had zero clients at one point you know everybody had their first client once so in that position yeah it's definitely nerve-wracking but at the same time we were doing what we just talked about which is like kind of trying to hop on the trend so we as always, as we still are, we're very honest about what we can do. We weren't selling the videos back then that we sell now to businesses. We weren't doing massive productions and elaborate videos. We literally, when we started, had no camera. Like it was, hey, like my cell phone's better than your cell phone (laughs) and I know how to use it better because I'm a millennial and we can actually make some really cool pictures, really cool videos for you be consistent on social media. And we're, we're sure that that's going to bring more business in than the really expensive overpriced stuff that like that big company was charging them for at the time. So that was our like little competitive advantage, but it was, yeah, hard to call yourself an expert when you're, you're just, you feel like you're just onto something and you're like trying it out. But at the same time, it was like the honesty about what we could produce never felt like I was overselling. It was just like at that time, lower end services, but it was still providing a great value to the client. So everyone was happy. hundred percent. I think it's just like that risk you got to take, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, marketing yourself. I think that's very big that like not all video, not all videographers, like I have a fully understanding on, I think the more, more people I see on social media, like they're now kind of catching on. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some good tips that you would say like videographers who are just starting out should take advantage of and how to market themselves? I think like currently like having a portfolio like that's massive i'm actually remaking mine right now um because i just i I have a vision for it and it's gonna look great i can't wait um business cards i think maybe two years ago a couple years ago like yeah it's more important i i have business cards but have you guys ever been into a situation where you guys like literally ran out yeah, right now, currently, no cards, so, new never logo. Been in that situation. <laughs> so new I have, logo, I had like the, no I had like the best idea recently. So you know, on your Apple Watch, you could change your interface, right? So what I did was I created a QR code that leads to my web, to my, to my portfolio. That's right? smart. And I'm like, this is such a game changer for me. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have my card, but here, scan this. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, goes right to your website. Yeah, nice. That's smart, smart. And they could contact me that's, and everything. That's slick. It's I so like much that. better than business cards. I've never run out of business cards because I don't fucking hand them out. <laughs> I, st- I still am just like, honestly, like it's just 
marketing with Russ on Instagram. Yeah. Like that's, but that's a better business card than my contact information. Anyway. You know what I mean? And it's interactive. Yeah. You can yeah. DM me. You, you can, can click the button me. to text can, me. Yeah. 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 You know, hop on a quick video chat. Like it's just easier to, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Nice. So do you get a lot of your business from like refer like day one when you first started, uh, before you were like full time, you know, just kind of freelancing, like how did you get your first client? Where did it start for somebody who's like, you know, they're working a nine to five and they're going to like quit and make the jump. Right. How do you, how do they start? So I just, I literally just outreached and like, I had a plan for them. Like, here's what I want to do. Here's how I could do it. Here's, here's the gear that I would use to film it. And I think because of, you know, basically breaking it down to them, the, the client, they, they took a chance on me. And I think what really helped me more than anything was getting testimonials testimonies are massive so it, it's just come a long way because i wasn't always that organized when i first started but now like every client i work with i'm like hey do you mind writing a testimonial nice and then it just basically so you not, just cold called people basically in the beginning yeah, i still cool. sometimes do yeah. um but lately I, I get clients reaching out to me Love it. or they're like oh hey i read your review on this video you did for publico shout out to publico too it's another business <laughs> nice 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 hell yeah yeah, I would definitely recommend, you know, having that like client base, right? And I, I don't think you need a million clients. Like you should have a couple good clients that'll be like, okay, like, you know, maybe they're retainer clients. Like yeah. that's huge. Like that's something that's game changing for videographers. If you if you can have somebody who's gonna pay you regularly to do work, like that's a done deal. Um people who are just returning clients like are huge. So like you said, oh, yeah. you gotta keep you gotta keep care of those people and you know, like you said, I don't think anybody goes on google or goes to like any store and if they have bad google reviews like they're gonna go to it yeah same thing with a videographer <laughs> or anybody for that matter that's true so reviews are huge absolutely so you were talking a little bit earlier about you know kind of the differences between the videography uh, or the music video side of creating videos and then kind of like the more corporate professional side and yeah. you, you said you really like the the music video side how do you kind of juggle creating something for somebody and maintaining that creative freedom, but also walking that line of like figuring out what the client wants and, and kind of needs really. I basically just sit down with them and see like, Hey, like what do you envision this video to be like? And then I, I kind of just go off like what they want from me. And then I, I try to achieve that and film that. And then I don't know. I always try to go above and beyond. I'm not the best like special effects editor, like in any way, like I'm not, I don't really use after effects that much. Um, but I really do try to tell a story with like some of my content. Yeah. Cause what we've found is expectations prior to the shoot are key, right? Yeah. So like you want to have all the best ideas in the world. And when yep. you're brainstorming, it all sounds amazing. And then our job, what we've found over time is to explain what the limitations are, explain how, technically difficult this might this shot might be and it maybe this is going to take two hours so we can't yeah. get everything that we're going to want you know so like kind of figuring out a way to actually get the best result possible despite like the high aspirations right it's a big part of the job the yeah. communication with clients and yeah i agree sometimes important. some ideas are too big i'm like i can't even make that like i would have to hire someone to do that for me because yeah yeah budget's a huge like, limitation well it's that budget too. It's yeah like, at the end I of the day do you it can... if you had a million dollars right. to make a super bowl commercial right. oh yeah <laughs> yeah i can rent the cameras rent the people get the yeah. bodies all that but yeah. i can't you know with a one-man band like 
Right. You know, you're looking for, you, you got a, a couple hundred dollar budget. You're looking for like an iPhone video. Right. Basically, right. Yeah. And that, so that, that goes into like the whole thing of like managing client expectations. Right. And I was talking to you earlier yeah. about there's so many clients who they'll tell you what their goal is and they'll tell you what they want. And then you create something for them and that works them towards that goal. But they think a lot of the time that they know the solutions to it. Yeah, I agree. So they try to guide that creative process a little too much. And that's kind of like what I mean of like walking that fine line of like, okay, I'm going to listen to my client and give them what they want, but also making sure that I, I maintain my creative integrity. Yeah. So I think that's like the most difficult part. It, it is pretty challenging. I, I totally agree with that. I think, um, I think sometimes like, yeah, sometimes artists, no, I hate to, I'm not, I'm not naming anyone out. I feel like sometimes they should trust the DP like a bit more just because we know what we're doing. Like we do this religiously almost, you know, mm. it's another huge analogy. Justin and I have been making is like <laughs> comparing videos or like the marketing strategy that we build for people to a house. And it's like, if you're hiring somebody to build a house and a video is a very complicated process, it's, it's, it's not only shooting, it's like engineering and pre-planning yeah. and post-planning and, uh, everything along the way troubleshooting throughout the editing process post-production all that stuff it's like it is comparable to something as complicated as a house or a renovation of some sort imagine if you hired somebody to redo your bathroom or to build your deck and you were just standing there next to them the whole time saying i don't think you should do it that way yeah. i don't like that color i think you know this wood would be better you get a screwdriver like, thrown at you man, oh, yeah. I <laughs> yeah i build decks all day right. long i right. know how to build decks and i and i know how to work with businesses to build decks yeah <laughs> and like i know what you're like yeah yeah so that's cool now saying like even in a nice way saying that to clients has helped through the pre-production phase where it's like look you know, we're going to try to get as close to that amazing goal that you have. However, there are some limitations. There are some things that we can't do with your budget. Some things are just impossible, period, yeah. right? So you just want to have that conversation up front. Make sure they know, look, we're the experts. And we're going to help make a product that's right for you. Right. But one of my favorite ones I thought you were going to say is you don't go to the doctor with a hurt leg and you don't say, doctor, amputate my leg. It's like, I want you to ask me questions to get me towards my goal and ask me what my pain points are and get me to that goal. I'm not going to amputate your leg because you don't need your leg amputated. You need yeah. X, Y, and Z. Right. Right. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit more like gruesome, but yeah, but it's true. It's <laughs> like, like, if you're going to go in there, like you don't go in and tell the, the doctor, doctor what you, to that do. you need yeah. surgery. Right. Like you tell them what's wrong and they tell you if you need surgery. And that's what we do. It's like, we're going to, yeah, we're going to take your situation, your marketing goals, your music goals or whatever, the theme in mind. And we're going to make the best product given all those variables that are thrown at us. But yeah, I mean, telling, yeah, they're not directors. We're the directors. Yeah, exactly. We have to be able to do our job. So having that relationship with clients is super important. hundred percent. Anything else about clients? No. No. I love all of our clients. Love them all. Thank you so much. You keep us in business and you keep us alive. Clients are awesome. Love you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, to go off your other point, how you were talking about, you know, if somebody wants the whole production, they can get it, right? Yeah, they can. And it's all about your budget. So, uh, as far as working with other creatives, like what are some drawbacks that you found as far as working with other creatives? I think it could be, either very collaborative or almost like a competition. Mm -hmm. And 
it's sometimes tough. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes tough. Like I, here's the thing. I've realized like we, we wouldn't like we don't. We both don't say anything, but there's some type of tension in the air at times. I don't know why. Like sometimes, I you know that director wants to take over what you're doing, and vice versa. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a uh, sometimes. It just doesn't work out that you're able to work with other people. You're talking like artists or oh, I'm like saying other like other videographers on the shoot. Yeah. 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 A lot of egos sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people don't. And then, you know, like I, I see on these Facebook groups all the time, like people, I saw this one guy post, uh, you know, he's an editor and he was like a junior editor or something. And he was complaining how the senior shooter always blows out his highlights. Oh. And he was like asking everybody for advice. He was like, oh, well, should I tell him? Should I do it? You know, like, should I break it to him and all that? And it's yeah. like, some people just have egos. Like if you tell somebody like that as, as a junior position, like some people just can't handle that. They can't handle critiques and just to think that like, hey, like there's a chance that I could be better. That's so toxic, man. That is toxic. It's, it's toxic environment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, Cause it's foolish, like business wise too, because the ego is the one thing that can prevent you from working with a team and a team is the only way that you can really put consistent, like you're saying retainer clients, right? All of our clients with NUM are essentially retainer videography clients. So without a team that can communicate well, help each other get better, make the process smoother over time, we can't make a product that the client wants on a regular basis and keeps coming back for. So what good does it do to have an ego when really what matters is can you work with a team? Can you put your can you insert yourself into a larger production and make things happen? That's like the oh, mark of the best professional, I would say. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. If you want to be a solo videographer and you want to be your own shooter and editor forever, and maybe someday you get your quality to the point where you are making a million dollars per video and you do one awesome one a year and it's your creative masterpiece and it's only yours. Great. That'd be great. Imagine. But man, would be awesome. I mean, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like good luck. Making that, like the, you're going to be like the Kanye of videographers, oh, like gosh. long shot, <laughs> much, much better career path to like link with people who are also doing efficient work for clients that have good, efficient businesses. And yeah, much more stable. Dude, that's a, that's one of the things. It's like you there. I don't think that anybody knows everything about this business. Of course not. About it's the it's art. too vast. It's too many. So much. It's I don't so think there's one person you can't learn from in, in, a spe- in videos and camera stuff in general. Like everybody I talk to has a different, slightly different setup for a slightly <laughs> yeah. different purpose, slightly different style. And no one's right and no one's wrong. Exactly. Everybody make Everybody that I know that we're connected with makes fire yeah. videos. Yeah. Like their clients are happy. They're making some of the coolest shit in Boston, in new England. Yeah. All, all yeah. of us. Like if you're sitting at this table, you're one of the best, you know, and it's lack of ego. I think like allows you to keep growing. Like yeah. again, looking back, like, uh, the growth, like you look back at your past videos from when you first started versus yeah. where you are now, you're, it's only because you're striving to be, at the level of those people who are better than you and you're okay with striving to be that. But then you look back, it's like with Zach, same thing, shout out HBZ. <laughs> but like, it's crazy. Yeah. And he's he's never been happy once talking to me about his projects, <laughs> Like every time he's I don't know like, if yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I could be better. This and for be me, better, right? I'm looking at his stuff and I'm like, dude, yeah, I go, that's saw fire. what you made six years ago and I'm seeing what you did for Clark's last week. Wow. And it's like, yep. <laughs> dude, yeah. it's insane. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But it's only because he's been watching guys like shout out Ben Mercedes, shout out like all these other big 
videographers who just make the cleanest stuff, mm -hmm. always striving to be the best. So, but you can't have an ego and you've got to be open you, to working with you know people. Yeah. yeah. Like yesterday's shoot, I couldn't do it alone. Like I needed like a small team mm. and it, they helped me achieve what I really wanted to film. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So how do you guys work? I mean, have you ever worked with somebody that is just button heads with you and you just can't get through to them? And it's like, you have like, what do you do in a situation like that as a leader? I feel like I haven't really had that experience. It's more of like, I feel like I've just kind of had like slight disagreements or I don't know. It's more of like, I usually do work alone, Yeah. but when I do work with like another like videographer, um, I think you, I mean, I try to be as respectful. Um, sometimes I, sometimes I don't know, like it's hard to, you can only take so much shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's also my answer. Like we are as professional as we can possibly be with all of the people that we work with, whether it's other shooters or clients. And we have 99.999% of our client relations are great. But then there's a, that 1%, like, you know, one person every couple of years where we'll call them like a toxic client where it's like what they want is intangible given the budget and the time and the resources that we're able to allocate for them based on the budget. It's all really all comes down to budget. You can, right. you can call me every single day if you're paying me a million dollars a day, you <laughs> oh, know, yes. but like there's a, there comes a limit where the, the expectations completely outweigh the, the budget and the resources that we have to deal with that client. So that's like a toxic client. And eventually we just have to professionally part ways and yeah. just say, look, it's, it's not a good fit and it's just not a good fit at that yeah. point. And that's okay. And we always tell people we'll be here for you too. Like, you know, maybe their business isn't at the point where they should have hired us. And it's like, it's not necessarily our job to tell them that, you know, yeah. if they, if they come to us very clear minded and say, I need a video and we quote the video <laughs> and you know, they shouldn't have done that on their own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they didn't have the money or, or it like, it wasn't a good move on their part to do that. Despite the results, despite the quality of what we produced, it's, they may not be happy. And we just have to say, look, maybe next time, you know, don't go with us or, and it and more happens with social media management clients too. It's yeah. rare, but it's the ongoing ones where they, they need more than what they're paying for. Yeah. And we just have to let them go. Well, both, I think with clients and with, you know, other creatives, you have to really break it down and be like, Hey, look, like we're both here doing a job. Like this is art, right? But at the end of the day, we're getting paid. This is a job. And our, our number one goal is to get the best content for either the client or if it's the client we're talking about to reach your goal. Right. And so, you know, like I've had situations where I'll specifically a wedding where me and the shooter, the second shooter, we're just not jiving. And he was pretty new, you know, and I'm always open to like helping people however they need. I'm very patient with people when they shoot, but yeah. When somebody's not open to taking suggestions, it's very difficult to try to get the best quality possible as well as make the day smooth. And a wedding is already yeah, shit long. as it is, like in a good way. Like, but it's just like, you're just running around eating shit all day. And it's like, you're yeah. running here, there doing this. And then I think, you know, it's important to like pull them aside and be like, Hey, look, like, you know, we're here to do a job for a client and this is supposed to be one of the best days of their life. Right. Yeah, and it's course. like, we're focus on that. Don't focus on anything else. Literally, literally anything else. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. What's like, what are the most common hiccups? Cause I haven't shot a wedding myself. 
but what happens? <laughs> I think there's a reason I don't, yeah. and it's probably all everything you're about to mention. But what like, is a lot of fun? <laughs> you know, like I, I talk a lot of bad game about them because they're just like a whole eight hour day on your feet in dress shoes running around. It's a lot. And then when you have your, your rig on you, your gimbals, your tripods, if you're by yourself, it's a lot dealing with multiple angles. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it that people don't realize. They think yeah. you can just show up and do it like and the thing about weddings is crazy is that it's a one take thing yeah, like with music videos true. commercials i mean you know god it's forbid this ever happens but you forget to push record like you can just redo it yeah a wedding you can't you miss that moment you're you're screwed yeah, you're yeah. yeah that's yeah. so yeah. like good that's that's the number one thing that's what i was i knew he oh. was gonna say that like <laughs> just the just the one take thing gives yeah. me Massive you got one anxiety. shot that's yeah. it and then the, the whole thing if you're doing a one-man band like i did it for my first two years all myself until i started <clears throat> hiring contractors like you to help me it's like Thanks, i would do the audio the videos everything it's all a together. lot of work it's yeah. a lot of work and then you and then you, you you sacrifice some quality right because then if you have three people who can control what they're supposed to control you make sure it's on point whereas if you're yeah. one person dealing with three different things you could mess something up that you're yeah, not paying attention something. to right you can miss something yeah so yeah, I don't know. Weddings, they're fun. They're a lot of fun, but they do take up a lot of time between editing and shooting and all the that. Editing has got to just be insane because, we, you know, yeah. it's rare we have an eight-hour shoot for a client, and when we do, it's usually to gather, like, yeah. 12 months you worth of You got, like, at least four hours of footage, if, yeah. depending on how long the ceremony is. Right, right, right. Awesome. So it's, yeah. it's, it takes a couple months. Editing. It takes yeah. some time, and then you have people in the queue, but it's worth it though. I mean, you see people, I mean, honestly, it's supposedly people's best day of their life. Yeah. And a lot for a lot of people, it is, you know, you have your bridezillas and you have your certain people, but yeah. a lot of the time it's a great, it's a great environment. It's a lot of fun. It's fast paced. You learn a lot, especially if you're doing it like early on in your career, you, you know, you mess up, you figure out what you need to do and you do it better. Yeah, for sure. That's what it's all about. I think it's a great way to learn. Like I almost wish I learned how to shoot doing weddings. I feel like it's like the like people say like oh I used to work in a restaurant so I know how to work anywhere. Yeah, like I can just handle <laughs> yeah, you anything. throw yourself Mentally. in seriously. Like yeah. weddings is probably the best way to like learn videography because it's like nothing could be more intense than a wedding. I bet oh, it's so intense. You and you, I mean, intense. and that's the thing you do your research and then you go into it and you you are prepared because if you don't go in prepared you're not going to succeed. Execute. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, we could touch on some some. We touched on creatives, collaboratives, like how to work together. But do you, who inspires you guys in the in the community? You don't have to name names, but as far as like mentorship and stuff, like is that important to you guys? Like what? Tell me, tell me about that. I think mentorship is like really big. Um, at least for me, like I try to. I have some people under my wing that I'm trying to like teach and, you know, tell them how to get certain angles, what to look for, how to edit. Um, I think it's really important. I think I don't think I've told you this, but. I'm really, I think the youth is really important. Like I've actually spoken at two high schools, um, one last year and one, I think early January. And I don't know. I want to be able to inspire people to like, you know, sometimes you don't need that nine to five. Like you could actually achieve your dreams that you're trying to make, you know? Was there any like local videographer when you first started that you saw do that? And you at least it like paved the path in your mind that like that's a that's an option. I didn't really have anyone actually yeah, like growing up. Really. I think getting into the you know creative space and going on YouTube and finding all these awesome YouTubers is very inspiring. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it's inspired me. You know, that was what inspired me the most about entrepreneurship in general was like as cheesy as it sounds, like Shark Tank. Honestly, Shark Tank, Instagram, <laughs> seeing like what life could be if you just work hard enough. Yeah. And I was at a crossroads in college where it was like I could have just gotten 
like not there's anything wrong with having a you know a normal job yeah you know right? it's totally it's fine. great yeah. but for my mind for my brain it, it never was going to mesh well and so i was like i would have been a very underachieving employee yeah but man am i a hard worker when it's my own thing you know and that was just like the little split that i needed like the fork in the road during senior year of college where it was like my brain kind of made the decision for me of like, that's the year, that's the only option because yeah. I would have like just dwindled away for, you know, it just would have killed my motivation for life. Yeah. You know, it, the nine to five, it would have been like school felt all of my life, yeah. which is just debilitating, seriously, <laughs> boring, like just hate it. It's like a, so yeah, I know entrepreneurship mean. was just one big life project. And I was like, Oh, I can get into that. Like yeah. I can, I can spend 30 years building like my life project. And Namra was the first, you know, thank God for Sahil came to me during senior year of school and was like, Hey, I think we're going to post on Facebook for businesses. <laughs> and I was like, actually, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> and that's like where it all started, but there wasn't any other, there were marketing companies who were great, but they were doing like old school WordPress websites yeah. and like way overcharging people for SEO. And so that was the opportunity for us was like, Hey, why don't we take that budget that you're like, you don't really understand even what's happening on your website <laughs> or what's like these business owners were paying thousands a month for like they if you asked them what they were paying for they literally couldn't tell you yeah, no, they were like, yeah, like i no think traffic. it's helping right. on google doesn't even work at yeah, the end of the day and so, yeah. so we were different. we were at least able to give them something tangible right. a video a graphic pictures of their business for the money that they were paying us and that at least that was like enough of a spark where people were like oh, okay like there's value to content creation yeah like i'm in a different mindset like these days like right now like uh, I have a meeting later on today with this restaurant to basically be their brand manager. And I have a whole package already written out and said, we're having a meeting about that, which that. I'm excited. Yeah, that looked good. Nice. I sent, oh, I sent that, that to good. you, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like awesome. the spot really needs it. And I mean, they, they used to have three businesses or three restaurants, but now mm -hmm. it's just one. I'm like, what are they going to lose if they hire me? You know? Yep. Awesome. Brand management. Like how much, like, are you doing logo and stuff too, or? No, so the logo's already set there. I'm just trying to, I guess, change their um, <clears throat> overall colors because they have mm -hmm. two dark colors, and I, you know, I just wanted something a bit more inviting. Cool. And I mean, I just wanted to be like a fun and cool restaurant because it's a really colorful. Just spot. change really the vibe. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <clears throat> and their cool social project. media is very outdated. Like, mm -hmm. even from their main logo, it's just like too many words, and it's just the last picture they posted was 2016. Wow. Yeah, so I'm that's like, that's very sign. old, and you guys need to do something new. Yeah, <laughs> we always tell people, <laughs> at the very least, like, the better-than-nothing package, like, to hire us or do it yourself is, like, just post something, like, yeah. once a month, yeah. or else people will think you're closed. Yeah. Like, you can't not post on Facebook since 2016. Especially the business. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, that's what Seriously. I mean. Like, if you're a restaurant or, like, you know, you have hours and you're, like, open every day and you need foot traffic – your last Facebook post needs to have been like, like a yesterday. week ago or like, <laughs> yeah, like Mac. Yeah. It should be yesterday, but like worst case scenario, a week, a couple yeah. weeks ago, it can't yeah. be 2016. No. People will literally think you're closed. I mean, I thought they were closed. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. Not good. There's a lot of people out there who are just in the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. people don't even know. They don't even know. There's like, pizza places that like I'll call locally and it, they have nothing on Google and it just says they're permanently closed and they're not. Yeah. 
And so you have to just go to the business owner and be like, Hey, are you aware that like you could be losing so all, many half of uh, half customers. the calls? Yeah. Like simple things like that. People aren't aware of. So people when don't waste the their room, time. They're not going to go drive and see if it's open or not. They're going to look on Google. And if it says it's close, they're not going to waste their time. Yeah. You go right to the next going to call. It's a split second decision. You just go to the next one on DoorDash. Yeah. Like that's true. And if you know how to use the resources that people are using to find these businesses, you can optimize it, which is what you're here for. Yeah. You figure out what the secrets are and then you, yeah. Not only do we flip the switch on that's step one, like right. make sure you're present, but then it's like, how do we really dial it in? So you're better than everybody else. And when they start to switch their stuff on, it has to be better. Like it, yep. it just is toe to toe, like content creation, the organic side of social media is a, is a production race. It's like, we were talking about it earlier too. Like how do I beat the client who, if hypothetically two of the same two people in the same industry hired us, for, for videos. How does one beat the other? More videos. Like yeah, if, if way, it, yeah. all else being equal, right? It, like their personalities being the same, connections being Off the, the same, same value. all else being yeah, equal, yeah. and the quality that we're producing being equal for each of them. The strategy is more content beats less content. That's right. I and mean, that's kind of a given. Yeah. And even advertising, like I think clients, I've realized I'm trying to have more meetings with business owners to be like, hey, you need to really advertise like, you know, what I've made you or just advertise in general. Cause it's, I've seen the difference. Yeah. Like I've seen some, I've seen a couple of businesses really do well because they advertise. They know mm -hmm. they understand social media and the yeah. importance of it. Well, that's a good, okay. Uh, <laughs> after you produce the video, what we help with is distribution right. of the content. Yeah. So there's content creation and then di distribution. So how much do you help like them figure out like do you post it like is it do you make video some videos are for advertising purposes it seems like it's just rebranding right? yeah it's kind of like a mix yeah. um i think one thing i really love that instagram's been doing is you can do a collaborative post which i love yeah because mm -hmm. then your name's tied to it you know yep okay, i made this for you guys you know it's better than a tag too because yeah. when you when you look at a video and you see who made it you're like oh i don't know who this guy is but then you see whoever you're following next to it. And you're like, Oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's a little bit cooler. It's almost like a big shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no better like portfolio than the work that you like just putting the work out and like, the, you're not going to get more referrals than just by through people seeing the video that you made for a client, you know, right. cause yeah. even if you didn't tag it, it, they're going to ask like who made that video. If it's that good enough, true. they're going to say who made that. Yeah. We've forever, we haven't really posted like, um, now we're starting to do more like collaboration posts, like you said, but in the beginning, it's all quality. It's yeah. like everybody found us just through saying, Hey, who's doing your social media kind of seems like you've turned it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Word of mouth and, and all that. Literally. Like if I have, I've had like three clients like reach out, just hitting me up. I'm like, Hey, like, did you make this video for this client? I'm like, I did. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, I can tell the style. And it's like, you know what I mean? You yeah. get that personal style and then you put it out there and people know the style and they know who it is that's making like it. Like people, I got recognized the other day just based off my logo. They're like, architect? Yeah. That's, that's my Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's me. What and is it? I'm following you now. <laughs> architect. It's A-R-C-1-T-E-K. We got to get a little lower thirds right there. Oh, yeah. Follow, follow, <laughs> follow me. <laughs> A-R-C-1. Uh, oh, ARC Got one. Chris, gotcha. Oh, Might as well do. Yeah, I think right back. when it comes down to all that and, you know, like it sounds like, like you said, like at the end of the day, it's who offers the most value. And 
you can look at it as like a tangible thing is like, okay, whoever gives you the most amount of videos, because what we do for our clients is we'll create, like say, it's a long form content, we'll create the long form content, but then we'll chop it down into, you know, from one video, you get 10 videos or 20 videos or however. And so if you post that one 30, 40, 50 minute video, you know, it's gets seen 50, hundred, whatever times you post that 10 times shorter clips. Like it's going to have so much more exposure all the way around. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. A lot of people aren't doing that. I don't see a lot of people doing that. We do that with all of our clients. Yeah, it's a great strategy, but it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it's time you're filming, you're filming a little yeah. longer than sometimes expected, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just it, in the editing, it's require it requires more thought. Like the biggest competitive advantage we have, and clients who hire us have, is that we control every aspect of it. So it's not like your marketing guy is bringing in a random videographer who has his own style. It's like, we're all part of the same team working for you only with your goals as the client in mind. So everything from pre-production call all the way down to all the final little teaser posts that are going to go out on an Instagram story three months from now when the video is done is all managed by our team. So the cohesiveness and the planning is it's more efficient. You can literally pay less relatively speaking than you would if you created all those pieces individually, Yeah, you know, because we did it all under our umbrella and we have the process in place. It's assembly line versus if you were to make your own car by hand and bought each piece individually and then you built it all yourself, you could do it, Yeah, but it's way faster to just like let Ford build your car. You know, that's what we're becoming. Those are the systems we're putting in place. I've never thought about it like that. That's really cool. <laughs> We're getting there. It's getting very streamlined up in here. That's it, baby. That's <laughs> it, baby. Nice, nice. I wanted to touch before we wrap up on something that you wanted to talk about, and I think it's a really great subject. We kind of touch on it a little bit, but I really want to get to know what your opinion is on seeking validation from other creatives. Do you think that that's valuable? Do you think it makes you successful if you have validation from other creatives? What's your take on that? I think... Yeah, I think it's a really interesting conversation to have because sometimes I think when you're starting off, you you do seek that validation. And then as time goes on, like a year goes by, two, three, four, like right now I'm in my fifth year, I don't really look for it anymore. Like I think I'm the one that's basically being asked for validation. I'm not saying that's happening, but it's more of like I'm in my own lane, you know? Mm-hmm. That's good. You got the confidence. Yeah, like yeah. I, yeah, like it, it took time, but it's not like something I seek anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I think only time can give you that time and experience Experience. working with enough. It's just, once you've seen it all, you have all this confidence. Like now I know I can go into pretty much any shooting environment and get out with everything I need client happy. But in the beginning it was the most nerve wracking thing in the world. Oh yeah. You know, I agree. What is your take on? Well, what do you guys feel about that or your take on it? I don't know. I think like for me, I don't chase being better than anybody, but who I was yesterday. And like, I try to focus on that in all assets of my life. And I feel like when people get so sidetracked on being better than the next person or seeing what they're posting on Instagram and just being like, this is, it's all a facade. It's a lot of the stuff is fake or not even fake, but it's just like not a pure representation of their life. So why am I going to try to be better than somebody who's we're not somebody, but just an image, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a perception. So I feel like, you know, you can chase who you were yesterday or who you want to be in five, 10 years and go after that. But I don't know. I don't, I don't really think 
like I feel like that kills you. That kills your your spirit if you're just like, oh, he's way better than me. They did this oh, better than me. Yeah, literally, because then you're always gonna yeah compare yourself to others, and you're never gonna look at your work and like I made a masterpiece. You right. Know? Yeah. yeah. There's a healthy level. Like there's striving to be better is healthy when you're comparing yourself to other people. Like oh, that was a cool move. I could learn to do that too. Yeah. That's a cool editing right. technique. I could learn to do that too. But letting it like dissolve your own self-worth because you're never going to be as good as like that guy you look up to is not healthy. Yeah. It's like, are you ever going to be satisfied with the things you create? Right. Right. You have to have gratitude for your own work too. And then it's like, what's even the point? Like you're just a workhorse for other people's satisfaction or enjoyment. It's like, for what? Like, why would I even do it? That's why I'm out here doing this the way that I want to anyway. So I could have what I want, the happiness, the freedom, whatever. I think we have a unique perspective being creators too on that because we know what goes on in order to create the perfect Instagram. Because half the time, like that's what we're doing for the client. We just pull back the curtain and we know what's behind it. There's no like Instagram model or influencer or public speaker or artist in the world who like i look at their instagram and go oh wow that was easy for them (laughs) to make that instagram look so good like it doesn't matter if you're like a girl with ten thousand followers and you just post pictures on the beach like there's probably lights and your boyfriend and like it's an elaborate production (laughs) even if it's low budget like those influencers have planning and teams yeah Yeah. the day goes around like how are we going to get this shot how are we going to you know make it look like we had the best day ever the stories are all put in place strategically to make it look like it was the best day yeah and yep exactly the best day same thing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so i think because we do that it's like it's easier for us to say like okay we probably shouldn't be comparing ourselves to everyone else's highlight reel that's like the that's like the go-to kind of saying for social media is like, don't compare yourself to everybody else's highlight reel. Right. But it's like, that's, that's what we do. So yeah. we know how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. That's it. I like that. Nice. Thanks All for right. having me. Yeah, dude, of course. Anything awesome. else you guys wanted to touch on while, while we had the time? Yeah. I feel like I was rambling a bit. No, I don't think so. Nah, okay. I think we got some pretty good. I think we did. Here. You know, you know, what do you guys think? You think it was pretty good? All right. So if people want to check you guys out, where can they see you? Instagram websites, plug your stuff. Um, yeah, architect is my Instagram and my website is going to be remade, but my old website still the one I'm using at the moment. Oh, my bad. Am I too far away? By the way, no, you're, you're starting good. to get a little far, but you're um, good. Yeah. So, uh, you can find me on Instagram as architect, A R C one T E K. And yeah, you could go on my website, check what I have. I'm going to be updating it very soon. So we got to look out for that. Awesome. Going into the spring of 2022, what, what jobs are you looking for the most? Like if you were to tell people contact me for this. What's so I want to take a little break on like restaurant type stuff. I want to do more, I guess, brand story. Like I want to do more brand stories. Like I want to be able to tell a story of a business, not just do a commercial. I've been on that like wavelength lately. Cool. Yeah. More storytelling stuff. Yeah. More storytelling stuff. That's great. Sweet. Perfect. Love it. What about you, man? Where can the people find Namra? I think you already know. If you're here, you already know. That's but it. Namra Consulting Marketing with Russ. That's it, baby. Jmore visual, jmore.visual, that's me. Killing it. All right. Until next time, thanks for checking us out. Thanks, thanks. guys. Peace. Cool.